Now it's League Nick Podcast. It's a League Podcast. The League McLeod Face Potty McPodcast. It's been a couple of weeks. I can't do it, but we are the only podcast that asks, Hey Rob, can we hear that theme song again? For an audience of no more than 10 people. We absolutely should hear that song again. Let's play it. And we will with the power of audio editing. Wow! It's the League of Nick Podcast. It's the League of Nick Podcast. Nick Podcast! All right, it's even better the second time around. I can't believe you got Jack Black to record I that. I can't That's... believe we got Jack Black. I have, I have heard he's a big fan. Man, I, yeah, and he should be. He should he be. He approached it's, us. It's good that you guys are so close that he, and he, apparently he did it like under budget too. Is that right? Yeah, under budget. We told him we have a budget of no dollars, and he said, I will pay you to do this. Man. And I said, that is exactly correct. What a good guy, that Jack Black. Okay, congrats on getting him. That's awesome. <laughs> Steven, it's, it's week three. Can you believe it? Already. No, I can't. Um, Rob, I, I, I said before the show that, that I've not been tilting because of fantasy football stuff. And that's not entirely true because I have not had great weeks in this league. But I have been close to at least hitting league median both weeks. I have missed it both weeks by a combined six points. You are right there. Like every time you were like within, yeah, it's, it's a combined six points. That's how close you've been to the median. Yes, I was 1.03 points away or something. This that week. is so tough. I saw your, I saw your loss. Yes. That was such a, I think it was the closest margin of error according to the, the league report or something like yeah, that. That's pretty, that is tough. Keep breathing over here. I know a number of you are with me. This has been a, a tough league to adjust to, but I'm enjoying it and I'm having fun. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the median. The median is very interesting. Instead of, you know, being down 0-2, though, it's it's got to feel a little tilting to be down 0-4 and, 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 and trying to figure out where you go from there, I, I would think. I feel I feel pretty good about being 4-0 and on the other side of the spectrum, so I've got to assume that it's 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 got to sway. The pendulum has to sway both ways. I don't know. The whole league is encompassed right now between the two of us. We, you have managed to win two more games than there has been, and I've managed to lose two more games than there have, has been. And uh, yeah, some tough losses, but uh, it's it's a bunch of fun to see just how the different things are coming together. I'm liking Sleeper as an app, and uh, I'm excited to have all the different things to talk about now that we're in season two. There is so much information on Sleeper. It is a million times better than the ESPN app, in my opinion. Uh, I hope Disney doesn't, you know, try to take me down for, for saying that from, from now. But like, uh, I, I mean, there's so much information on it. I don't know if you get the notifications when, you know, player news happens and stuff. I, I think that the the sleeper app's been really, really cool. Yeah, I am a fan. I'm already talking to other leagues saying all the stuff that you want to do in this league is so much easier on sleeper. Um, so I'm a big fan. So getting into the season, we have to change up our our format a little bit. So training camp is over. It's gone. It'll come back next year and we'll talk about new things. We're still doing better know a league mate, but soon we'll have exhausted all the league mates and we'll have to do, I don't know, some some new thing. Better, better know a league mate. But also we're going to start talking about some in-season news. Are we going to go over injuries? No, because 
because we're talking about our league, not the NFL. Are we going to go over NFL trades? Probably not, because that didn't happen in our league. And that requires a lot of research, you know? That's, yeah. You know. We're not going to do that. Come on now. Research. But Set your uh, expectations. We do want to talk about some stuff going on in our league. So we want to get some power rankings going. We want to talk yeah. about who's not just who's picking up which players, but are the players they've picked up paying off? Was that a good investment of that fab money? Uh, trades. We already got trades to talk about um, that have been exciting, and I don't know if they've been good or not, but I've I've enjoyed seeing it. I I mentioned earlier. I've been in leagues for 10 years and I've seen more trades in two or three weeks in this league than I have in the leagues I've been in. This is my 11th year in a league and I've seen more trades here already. I love it. It's so active. But also if there's anything you guys would like to hear us talk about, you'd like to hear covered in the show. Uh, some segments you are like, hey, I want to talk about this, especially when you come on and it's your guest week. Uh, let us know because we this is uh, for you guys. This is something fun we do for you. What waivers and trades do you think have made a difference so far or have shook up the league so far, Rob? Let's talk about waivers first. I think the biggest waiver wire pickup uh, so far was one of the first waiver pickups to happen. It was from Klein. You picked up uh, Tyson Williams. I thought that that was a really big pickup at a time when, you know, the the uh, Ravens backfield, it still is a big old question mark, but even then it was even more of a question mark. Uh, Klein already knew to go in and pick up Tyson. Uh, that's, that's a move that's, that's, I think paid off so far. I don't know if he's actually started Tyson, but that was a really good, I thought a really good pickup off the wire. Uh, how about you, Steven? Do you see any other, uh, waiver pickups that, uh, you've done a couple yourself? Yeah, I've been pretty active on there. I saw that Tyson move and I thought, huh, he's not going to be the guy. And then immediately right. players were injured and he was right there. Yeah. Yeah, that was before. I mean, that was before Gus Edwards was even out. I, I think so. That's that's makes it even more impressive. Yeah, just already listening to uh, who might be backing him up and being proactive, which in a with uh, this benches this deep, that's real important. We'll see how Patrick Sertain does. I think such a young player, such a young talent, that could be big. I got scooped after dropping Kenneth Gainwell. That could be big. A lot of these are having to do with with tight ends. And I think that that's always a very volatile position. And you will see how they how they stack up. And I think that that's been really an important part of a league where the benches are this deep. Yep. Tight end. You, you, who picked up Troutman? Was that you? That was a I, pick up. I traded him. Oh, I drafted him and then I traded him to Bryson. Okay. And for in a package deal, he sent me uh, Antonio Gibson and LaVisca Chenault, and I sent him Adam Troutman and um, Austin Eckler, I believe. Austin Eckler, right. yes. And that was it. And let's, uh, let's talk about that real quick. Because, like you said, the trades that have been happening, it's week three. We've had, I think, two big trades kind of go through already. It's incredible. Uh, you traded away Austin Eckler in a half PPR for, for Antonio Gibson. Um, you know, everyone, I think in the league, I think agreed it was a pretty even trade, but do you want to, do you want to speak to that trade and, and how it happened? I was really high on both of those players coming into the year and uh, Bryson just sent it to me out of the blue. And I was like, you know what? This does look really fair. I am not getting some of 
the upside that you have with Eckler, but I was really high on Gibson. I thought he could take that next step. He he uh, frustratingly has not yet through two weeks. Uh, JD, JD McKissick. McKissick. Yeah, not the a goblin. big JD McKissick fan here. Uh, but um, Adam Trauman hasn't done anything either. LaVista oh. Chenault hasn't done that much, but let's focus on... Um, and, well, and week first week, it looked like Gibson... No, Eckler wasn't getting many... Uh, looks in the passing game and so i thought this may have really turned out and then it looks like bryson may come out a good winner here but but we'll see that's the fun thing is this is going to go on for several years and so we'll see uh that was another reason i i got some more years of gibson some more years of a potentially good pass catching back so that's why i did it okay but who structured the deal did did bryson make the the proposal Bryson sent it to me All right. and, I looked and, and saw if I wanted to counter if there's anything else I'd change. And I was like, no, I think I'm good with this. That's the thing about trading with Bryson. He, he makes really fair trades, like really good ones too. And I only like trades where like, I'm going to be like wildly, yeah, I'm going to walk away just absolutely the winner from it. I, it's, it was very impressive to see how he uh, can kind of match up uh, all the players and make those, make those really even fair trades. I am a big fan of the no BS trade offer. Just like I'm not gonna try and flim flam you. This is this is I think this is fair to you and, and moving from there. I think you gotta watch with Bryson though. Occasionally clicks the submit button a little too soon. Like yeah. we saw earlier this week. So maybe the trade cold call is not the best way you wanna do it. Maybe maybe send that offer before you actually send it through the platform. So we had the trade between you and Bryson happen. We also had the trade between Ryan and uh, I believe it's Cam. Is Cam Digital Alchemist? Is that him? Yes, that is okay. him. So Ryan and Cam, I have Chandler Jones for Jamal uh, Jamal Williams and Robert Woods, I believe. Um, I, I am a bit, y- y'all know how I feel about defensive players. I, I you know, <laughs> I got I to gotta go with the person who got Jamal Williams and, and Robert Woods on this trade. I don't know if you have thoughts on it, Stephen, or uh, what you thought about that trade. Uh, I, I think that I'm looking at the teams right now. I believe Chandler Jones was just coming off of a big 61-point week. Yes, just a ridiculous week. And he has done... I'm trying to see how he did last week. Um, and I'm trying to use sleeper. I don't think he did nearly as good. That um, Maybe the flaw with this trade is that we bought Chandler Jones at, at the highest point. It's a good selling point. Uh, Cam did a really smart thing, I believe, or I believe it was, or it was either Ryan or Kay. Whoever, whoever sold Chandler Jones did a great thing. They put him on the trade block on Sleeper, used that uh, feature to its fullest extent. I almost did the same thing with Patrick Sertain. Then I was like, I really don't want to go through all this rigmarole for a for a defensive back. And so, uh, but using that 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 feature, I think, was really impressive. It was a good move on uh, on on the the seller of uh, Chandler Jones there. And as a buyer, something you can do is click on a player that you are interested in on someone's oh. team. And they'll get a little ping saying, hey, this person's interested in, in this piece. Um, a bunch of small small trades have gone through as well, just kind of player for player, bit piece for bit piece. It'll be interesting to see how those work out. We can talk about those in the coming weeks. The final piece of, of league news we wanted to talk about, before, and we will talk about the big matchups coming up this week, um later but i think the big piece that we wanted to talk about was uh league median which is something that i've never played with before it's how we're we've got four and oh and oh and four and one and three and three and one all these different kind of matchups here in 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 week three 
Uh, I think league median's a, a big old game changer. Uh, you need to set your lineups accordingly. Uh, for me, I, I usually set my lineups based on based on my matchup. So if if a uh, you know a certain player like say Mike Davis, I think has a high floor, uh, but not necessarily a high ceiling, I will usually put that in if I'm projected to win. But now that we're playing against the league median, it's it's you know all bets are off, and let's let's go to the races and 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 try to get as many. Uh, points in the game as as you want. That's that's how I'm looking at that league median strategy. I don't I don't know how you feel about it, Stephen. Uh, I think I'm still trying to play the teams that give me the 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 players that still give me the best chance to win. And so that's going to be my my goal. Uh, I'm I'm not thinking about it too much. I mean, we I've missed it twice, so maybe I should be thinking about it a little more. But I think that. Um, I'm not punching up to drive it up. I'm not going to try that. I'm just going to keep trying to field the team that I think gives me the best team to win the matchup and hope the league median stuff comes along. So you're taking a much more proactive approach. I'm taking a wait and see approach. We'll see who's vindicated by the end of the year. All about the points, baby. Let's go. All right. So Rob, it's been very clear that you and I are not broadcast professionals. No. Uh, but today's guest is, in fact, a broadcast professional. Uh, welcome, Alex King. Hey, thanks for having me. How you doing, man? Oh, you know, actually, while you guys were talking, I was working. Uh, some breaking news with my producer, so. <laughs> what is it? Can you tell us? Uh, no. Ooh. We'll have to turn and tune into WHIO at 11 to find out, won't we? <laughs> Yep, that's what you call a tease in the business. <laughs> see, see, already learning things, already teaching us. So, Alex, you do work for uh, a local Dayton station. We got a uh, question before we get too into the like get to know you questions. Do you think that by being here, you are helping our credibility more or hurting your own more? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, Probably neither. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's probably the best thing we can get is like your boss isn't going to call you in on um, this is hopefully come out Thursday. He's not going to call you in Friday morning. And like, so you are on this weird podcast. Yeah. Um, I'd be surprised if that ever happened. <laughs> I mean, we do have a maximum audience of 10 people, Alex. So, I mean, but they're very oh. engaged, you know, listeners. So you don't want to rile them up too much. Okay. So just, you know, be, be careful yeah. and watch for yourself. Try to I try I'll try to rein it in. Uh, this is a question for last week. Um, a little bit different this week. Uh, I was going to ask you're an OSU fan, you're a Browns fan, your team lost. How you doing? Uh, but you've really turned it around in in the past week. Well, OSU. Well, okay. Go ahead. How are you doing? How is this football season shaping up for you in those three fandoms? Uh, with Ohio State, I'm not feeling great. Um. With how they gave up over 500 yards to Tulsa, um, their offense looked bad, and they just—they look like a young team that is not anywhere near to fighting for the playoff, in my opinion. I mean, it's a long season, but they don't have the same vibe as the last couple years with the teams with Justin Fields and Chase Young and all those clear NFL first-round picks. Um. So on the Buckeye side, I'm kind of leery right now. Um, Browns, I'm... After taking a deep breath when Baker Mayfield tried to make a tackle and injured his shoulder, uh, 
I uh, had to remind myself to start breathing again. Um, but Browns, I'm okay. Uh, I feel like the defense definitely isn't there yet. Um, they've got eight new starters. So, I mean, just do the math. There's only three guys who started last year who were back. So they've definitely got some time to mesh. But I think they'll get there. I'm much more optimistic with the Browns, which is really weird for me to say as a lifelong tortured Browns fan. Which which receiver were you more upset about when they got injured? Were you more upset about OBJ getting injured, or were you more upset about Jarvis Landry getting injured? Which one was the bigger loss to you? So the funny thing is, in this league, of course, I have OBJ. In a work league, I have Landry, and I was <laughs> playing Landry. And so I got one catch and nine yards out of him. So I think I was more upset with that one because in this league, it shows that OBJ wouldn't have done any good both weeks. I've gotten murdered. I'm part of the 0-4 team. Yeah. Um, so I'm just starting slow and then going to have a massive comeback. Um, so I think the Landry one probably hit me harder because it happened during the game when he's already starting and there wasn't anything I could do. Uh, you are a long-suffering Browns fan. You can talk about all the other fan bases. I think the Browns have got to be the most dedicated fan base. Um, all Browns fans have my respect, but we have, we've talked about this a lot. What is it going to take for you to believe that the Browns are a good team and for you to admit to yourself, this is a good football team? I don't know because it's funny because I was making a joke to someone at work. They're a Dallas fan, which that's a whole nother dynamic, but I was talking to him on Monday and I said, you know, because I went to work wearing my Browns uh, polo and had a, my face mask was Browns. And he's like, hey, a big win. I'm like, any time that the Browns get a win before October is a big deal to me. Because ever since 0-16, my first thought is let's not tempt fate and try to go 0-17. Um, so for me... I need to see a second year of a winning record and actually consistent play because I mean, there's been years where like you randomly throw in 2007 where Derek Anderson took them to 10 and six, but they missed the playoffs and 2002, they went to the playoffs and then did nothing after that. So I need to see at least two years of consistent, good play by a team. I, I, I just have this vision of you watching the Super Bowl, watching Baker Mayfield lift up the Lombardi trophy saying, he's going to drop it. He's going to drop it and break <laughs> his foot. He's gonna, it's going to end his career. Like That's my vision of Browns fans. So it's good to hear you say like that. Two years of consistently good play. And uh, I, I think you could see it at the end of this year. I don't know. But, uh, but the funny thing is, is like I like to – I mean, I always – even as they're starting to get better and I'm starting to – actually have expectations um which again is really weird for me um you know on sunday when baker i think was when he went to the locker room to get his shoulder checked i immediately texted a friend of mine and said our season's done baker's hurt here we go same old brown like <laughs> i will flip that switch in a heartbeat <laughs> 
Well, Stephen mentioned that that Browns fans are one of the most dedicated fan bases, and and I I think that's. Were you there when they they broke open the Budweiser vending machines after the the first big win, and everyone kind of went crazy? Were you, Were you there for that? No, I wasn't. But um, I think it's. I also I did love and kind of if I lived closer to Cleveland, would have loved to go to the Owen sixteen parade that they threw just as kind of like a big middle finger to the front office for having such a horrible product. I didn't know about the Owen 16 parade. I didn't know what, about what that yeah, when they went Owen 16, there was a guy who started this kind of sarcastically and then it ended up happening. The city approved the permits and they <laughs> held a parade that went around the stadium and they were just overly sarcastic celebrating the perfect season. Wow. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. Like the old Cleveland tourism video says, it's an entire economy built around LeBron James. Uh, and just that, that they allowed that to happen is gorgeous. I love it. Not the fun times in Cleveland today video. Is that what you're refer- referencing? Uh, I, I will put it in the, in when I put this up. It's a, a Cleveland tourism video. Fun times in Cleveland today. Cleveland. That one? Yeah, I, I think so. We're not Detroit. <laughs> That's right. Our lake is on fire. Yes, it's greatness. <laughs> you set one river on fire, Ohio, and no, but all everyone wants to talk about. Uh, so you work in the news. You are yep. the you the an executive producer there. So you're usually working behind the scenes. But you posted a picture a couple of weeks ago of you actually doing some some filming and some field work. Uh, where were you? What's that about? Um. So ever since I started there. Um, when I first got into news, my pipe dream was like, oh, I'm going to be a sportscaster, which I think most people who get into news have some kind of aspiration to something like that or being on camera or whatever. And so then I talked with our sports director and said, hey, if you ever need help with high school football or whatnot, I'd love to get involved. And so I think it was seven or eight years ago, he took me out and trained me and said, yeah, you shoot fine he's like you can shoot games so ever since every high school football season i'll uh help go shoot some games for our high school football show and get a couple games and i will say i'm on a three-week streak of shooting play of the week so nice um, i'm on a hot streak and the fun thing too is our five o'clock producer um also shoots football for us he and I are the only two who have gotten play of the week so far through five weeks. So a person whose job it is to actually be a camera guy hasn't gotten play of the week. It's been two producers. <laughs> Congratulations. That's really cool. So what is it like? I, I've been to a couple of Fairborn games. Um, what's it like being there on the sideline as someone filming it? Um, you know, it's a lot easier now for me because I've done it for a number of years, but it's definitely nerve wracking when like they start to come near you because when you're just looking through the viewfinder, it really throws off your depth perception of how close they really are. So there were a couple times where I had someone roll off the sideline and I didn't get out of the way fast enough and they rolled up and hit my leg. Um, and mind you, these are high school kids who are like six inches a foot taller than me. 
like these are high school kids who are like grown men where I'm I'm dwarfed next to them. Um, and then there's been other times where like I'm shooting it coming towards me and I kind of jump out of the way and they're like 15 yards away and I'm like oh that's I feel stupid. Hope no one was watching me. But it's really cool. It's a lot of fun. It's a I don't consider it work because a lot of times it's either like overtime or extra hours. But I don't really think about it as work. It's just it's what I love to do. It's a lot of fun. It's just kind of a fun thing to do different. Cool. You can incorporate that into uh, some of your job. Are you a fan of the morning show? The uh, the Apple Plus uh, original. Um, I haven't seen it. I've I've seen ads for it and been kind of interested, but I haven't. Well, I was gonna I was gonna ask how close that is to real life. I don't know. Uh, uh, TV and movies always predict the life of a producer as you're always constantly going, 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 answering phone calls. You're out in the field, picking up stories, things like that. Uh, how close is is uh, what uh, t- TV and film predict uh, uh, shows the life of a producer as? How close is that to real life? Um, you know. I will say, I'm trying to think of, as funny as it is, there's some things in Anchorman that I laugh so hard at because <laughs> a lot of it's so far off. And then, but some of the things where like, it's, you can tell they're just poking at things that are kind of real. I just love it because we all have, everyone, every station has different types of anchors, those who go off script and those who have to stick to the script. When you get to the part where he just, curses out san diego um i laugh so hard because i can think of past and whatever people were like i could see them doing that not even realizing <laughs> you put it on the teleprompter and ron burgundy is going to read it yes yeah it's greatness <laughs> I, I have watched the news and heard people say things and think alex didn't write that and he's so mad that someone did um so are you prepared Alex, for the lightning round. Sure. All right. Uh, Rob, you want to take first question? All right, I'm ready. Are you ready, Alex? As ready as I'm going to be. All right. Favorite Nicolas Cage movie? Um, National Treasure. Me or you? Who wins at Top Golf? Probably you, because you'll dribble it across the ground to get in the points, and I'll be hitting great shots for. Low points. Would you rather fight 100 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? <laughs> um, I'll take the one horse-sized duck. Who are you having more fun playing? Frodo, your halfling wizard, or Dolgrim, your dwarf ranger? I'd say Dolgrim because Frodo, I didn't know what I was doing. And now Dolgrim, I'm kind of starting to get the whole role-playing side of things. What is Baker Mayfield's best commercial so far? Oh, man, that's a good one. Um, I like the one with covering up patio furniture. He's got, a good run, one. he's got to run and cover the furniture, and he's like, you mean the stadium? <laughs> you have to pick one. The Browns or the Buckeyes win a national championship. Which one? Uh, Browns. I've seen the Buckeyes. You can put anything on a billboard. What does it say? Anything on a billboard, what does it say? Mm-hmm. So much for lightning. I can't think. <laughs> That's a weird thing to put on a billboard. And that will conclude the lightning <laughs> round. 
That's a good answer. I don't know what to think. So much for lightning. I'd probably put, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> that's where my head goes to. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Rob, you've identified three games to follow this week in the league. What are some of the things you're looking at? And then, Alex, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, too, and I'll chime in as well. I mean, there are three big games that are coming to mind. Why don't we, we start with the with the person who's on on with us uh, right now. Alex, I think that you've got one of the most exciting games this week. You're playing against Klein. You have the highest uh, implied point total between the two of you combined. Um, you're projected to win currently by, I believe, about 20%. I think it's going to be a big old bloodbath on both sides. Uh, uh, how are you feeling about this week's matchup against Klein? Uh, well, I need Josh Allen to start performing. Yep. yep. Uh, he got me not even eight points last week. <laughs> so um not feeling good about my first pick right now. Um, I don't know. I've been projected to do well the last two weeks, and both weeks it's just not done well, so... I'm definitely pessimistic right now. And uh, if you pull it off, it, it'll be, I think, a pretty big upset. I think Sleeper is a little generous with their percentages and the differences there. You're leading by only eight points, so that's a pretty close margin for error. But I think Josh Allen, it's going to come. Like, it's just, it's taking some time, but it's going to come. He plays Washington, he though. They're a good defense. Yeah, and he's run into tough defenses to start. I mean, Pittsburgh's defense is scary with before TJ Watt got hurt. And even without him, they're really good. And then Miami's defense is actually, I mean, I know it was 35 nothing, but that was kind of skewed. Their defense is actually pretty good. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think that is underrated. I am excited to watch the matchup between you and Klein. I think that's going to be one of the big ones. Uh, another big one is uh, Bryson versus Ryan Dunn. I, Ryan is projected to win by, I believe, about 10% right now. Um, but Bryson's team is scrappy, and Bryson's a good manager. Uh, I think that one is also going to be a really close one to watch. Uh, Alex, Stephen, what do y'all think? This is a, um, a matchup between two of the best teams in the league right now. Uh, they're combined 7-1 and one in scoring or in, um, in record. And so I, I think that this one is not it's going to be one that we're going to see again, maybe even in the playoffs. This is one that's going to have a lot of implications because this is we've had a lot of lopsided games. And this is one of the first meetings between two teams that just seem poised to take it far. So I'm excited to see how this one turns out. I'm going to be following this one. I think it's going to come down to like, ah, man, that's. How's that going to do against Philadelphia in that big game? Chargers are going to be playing behind, so Austin Eckler is going to get a lot of work. But they're, the Chargers have done a pretty good job shutting down the passing game. And you've got Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill on opposite teams. So there's an interesting dynamic at play there as well. It's going to be an interesting one to follow this week. I think so too, and I'm biased, but I think that that Cowboys Eagles game is going to be a shootout. I'm hoping it will. The Eagles have a pretty good defense, but we got to stay in it because it's a division game. Shootouts are fun to watch. Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts, two dynamic quarterbacks going at it. Yep. Absolutely. 
Uh, speaking of Jalen Hurts, the the third and and final matchup that I'm looking at in our league uh, this week is is between uh, the two hosts of the show, myself and and Stephen. Uh, you know, it's it's a matchup between two titans. I'm I'm very excited about this. I do have Jalen Hurts. I'm excited about him eviscerating the Cowboys secondary, and then the Cowboys having to come back and and win it in the end. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, the reason I am, look, I don't, I don't know if I've beaten you in the regular season, Steven, you usually find a way, uh, to beat me. So I am a little bit, uh, I'm a little bit worried about that. I'm going to stay on my guard. I'm, I'm scared, Rob, real scared. Um, I feel like my team has a lot of mediocre players and to, to win, you're going to need someone to put it on their back and, uh, people have tried, but no one's really... You know, Kyler Murray can't carry my team every week. Alex, what do you think? Who's winning? Settle the score for us. Oh, he may be on a call. I don't know if you knew that. More important news business. Yeah, we may have lost out. Oh, Alex, you want to help us come up with a a, a bet on uh, between Steven and I that's friendly? Oh, so you guys are playing this week? Sorry, I got on a work call. <laughs> yes, uh, we are playing. Historically, I've found ways to beat Rob in the regular season, but he's heavily favored and uh, has a much better team than me. Hmm. Having not looked at your matchup at all, <laughs> I'm going to go for the upset. Oh, oh, I like the vote of confidence. Oh, man. Well, that that is exciting. I, I think I think it's going to be a close one again. I, I, big games all around the league. Those are just the three that that were uh, coming up to me. I think it's it's great that everyone out here is involved in them. If you're uh, looking for bets, my go-to is always making someone wear like the other person's team's whatever jersey, hat, whatnot. I've lost that the, many the times. Issue, <laughs> the issue is that. Um, it's it's not a visual medium podcasting. Yeah, that kind of makes it hard. Yeah, yeah, it does. So we'll I'll say something what, good. What about am I gonna? <laughs> what am I gonna do with a Carson Wentz jersey? You know, like what am I gonna do with a Carson? I don't Wentz think jersey, Steven Rob? has one of those. <laughs> What's anyone gonna do with a Carson Wentz jersey? I don't know. Carson Wentz doesn't know what to do with a Carson Wentz jersey. Uh, I don't. Let's leave some leave some suggestions in yeah, the chat. Yeah, there you go. Make it an interactive do. thing. Uh, we need the wisdom of the crowd to to help us out with this. Uh, so one last question about the league before we go: What is a team that you just really do not want to play right now? I'll start. It's Rob's. It's it's a rough week, everybody. No, 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 no. My team got that very, was, very lucky. <laughs> No, I've you know I think we had a good good week too. It was very lucky, and we'll we'll see you know if we can repeat. It'll be fun. See, oh uh, the the team uh, or uh, Alex, did you did you have a team that you were uh, most scared about playing? Um, probably the team I'm playing this week because so far I have shown I can't beat anyone. You got Klein this week, so that's a that's a pretty good that's a pretty good one. Uh, I, I've got two. I've got two that I'm worried about. I, you know, I, I, uh, 
I played Andrew last week, and I think, like I said, I do think my team got lucky last week. Andrew's got a phenomenal team. I have a lot of his players in other leagues. Very he's good got. Team. He's got CMC, he's got Tyler Lockett, Keenan Allen, Kittle, Ridley. I mean, really, really big names. Uh, I think he's going to be a force to be reckoned with uh, throughout the season. And then another one, Ryan Dunn, uh, uh, I think has got a really good team. He's got Kamara, he's got Tyree Kill, Russell Wilson, Scary Terry, and he's got Rokon Smith, uh, who I had as one of my linebackers last year. I'm a big fan of. Um, So I I think uh, both of those guys have got really, really scary teams. I don't want to play either of them. I think the scariest thing about that team is that Tyreek Hill hasn't even really come online yet. No. When he does, it's going to be a problem. That's the scary thing. All right. Well, that is our podcast for this week. It is good to be back. It's good to be talking regular season and some fantasy football with, uh, with you, Rob, and with you, Alex. Yeah, it's been fun. So follow up in the general chat with Alex if you've got anything to say. Oh yeah, Alex, where uh, where can people keep up with you if uh, outside of Discord? Uh, do you have a Twitter handle that you like people follow? Do you play games online that you, uh, would be good for people to keep up with you? Where can they uh, stay in touch outside of Discord? Uh, Facebook's probably the easiest one. I I have Twitter, but I barely use it, and Facebook's the main social media I do. Um, I. As far as gaming, it's mainly PlayStation, but I've let my online stuff lapse, so I have to pay so I can start being online again. (laughs) Thank you, Rob, for uh, writing a fun, fun theme song. And thanks, Alex, for being on. Uh, We've got, I think, my brother-in-law, Cam, and Dan Duncan are the only two we haven't gotten. I think they've got real busy times, so... uh, it's going to be time to start repeating and uh, following up, catching up with people that we haven't talked with since before the season started. So looking forward to see how those conversations turn out. Exciting. And I didn't, I didn't write that theme song, Steven. I, th- I think I thought it was Jack Black. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know I do get confused with him often, but I, you know, I appreciate that, <laughs> but you know, thanks to Jack Black, shout out to him and, and everything that School of Rock did for everyone's careers, you know? Yeah. I think he's got something. I think he's going to go far. Glad we can help him out. All right, Alex, I got a question. You said you have Twitter. Uh, how important is Twitter to a producer's job? Do you keep, do you, I know you don't use it a lot, but do you, uh, do you use it to stay on top of what's going on over there? Um, sometimes, like, we might go to an official Twitter site or something like if they post something online, like it's sometimes a good starting off point, but really I don't use it a whole lot. Do you have a favorite think, movie? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Steven. I, was saying, I think it, in some ways it could be too much like work, just like information coming in all the time that you've got yeah. to sort through and decide what's, what's important, what you want to pay attention to. Yeah, and I just, I don't know. I I never was a huge fan of Twitter to begin with, but uh, it's just not for me. It's been a very, very short amount of time as an online.